Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. We are living in a COVID world. It's something we never expected a couple of years ago. And even when COVID did start, we never thought it would last as long as it has lasted or has been as divisive as it has been. Churches are in chaos. Denominations are scrambling. Congregations are dwindling. Small groups are fighting as to who shows up and who's home. There is just all sorts of division that is making Satan extremely happy. He is happy because the church of Jesus Christ, the Lord's church, is divided and he really doesn't need to do anything to cause it. We're doing it to ourselves. The question is, how do we live in a COVID world? How do we respond? Well, almost every church is going to answer that differently. But let me open the word of God to you from Matthew chapter 17 and just share with you very quickly what it is that should be, I believe, our biblical response. The Lord knew that the world is corrupt. He knew that things are not fair. He also knew that rights, as we call them, are fleeting according to the society. If you look around at the world, we realize that there are Christians all over the world who have no rights, no ability, no freedoms. So when we respond, we are responding based on what we expect because of the way things have been in North America for the last hundred years or so. We expect freedom. We expect that Christianity will be accepted and not rejected by our governments. And yet, we're seeing the exact opposite. And it doesn't take a prophet to look at the society and to realize that when ungodly people rule, a nation is divided. And often it is the rights of Christians that are the first to go. Because Satan will move in the hearts of those in leadership, whether they are knowing or unknowing tools, they certainly follow the darkness in which they live in. Well, the Lord Jesus realized that his day was a day of corruption as well. He was going to the cross, and he knew that he would be rejected, and he would not have fair trials, and he would be persecuted, and he knew that the church that he was establishing was going to face all sorts of difficulties. That's why he said, do not be amazed that the world hates you on account of me. In other words, don't be surprised. Not that they just dislike you or they shun you, but they hate you because the life of a believer is one that declares the exact opposite of what the world wants. The life of Christ is one of accountability the fact that there is a judge to whom we will be judged by, it is promoting a absolute holiness of a moral God. And the world doesn't want that. Truly, we live in the day of the judges 
where it says every man did as he saw fit in his own eyes. And that's what the world wants. They love darkness rather than light. Well, the Lord, as he was going to Jerusalem, he stopped at Capernaum and he was questioned as to why he was not paying the temple tax. And of course, his reply was that I should be exempt from that because the temple really pointed to me and I'm here to fulfill it. And so are all those who follow me as individual temples of the Holy Spirit. I should not be paying a tax that is really meant to fulfill me. But the Lord Jesus said in verse 27 of Matthew 17, not to give them offense to them. He said to Peter, go to the sea and cast a hook and take the first fish that comes up. And whenever you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. It is interesting how the Lord responded. He said not to give offense to them. In other words, the Lord says, I have every right to be disobedient. If anyone has the right to say to the government or even to the church, I will not submit, I will not do what you ask of me, the Lord had every right to do that. But the Lord looked beyond his own personal rights and he looked at his purpose. He looked at what the kingdom of God was all about. See, the kingdom that we proclaim is the same kingdom that Christ proclaimed, and that is that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And truly, when we as God's people look at what our purpose is, our purpose is not to get our way. Our purpose is not to hold up a banner of Christianity and say, give me my rights. Our purpose is to proclaim the kingdom of God. It is to proclaim the message of redemption. It is to proclaim that there is hope in Christ and that Jesus has indeed come to save sinners. How can we proclaim that message when we have the world hating us because as Christians, we despise every aspect of what the government is doing? How can we have a voice? How can we have a message? How can we properly declare the message of the kingdom of God when they hate the messengers? But it's not because they hate us for our love for God. It's they hate us for our unnecessary rebellion. You see, when the Lord says, be not amazed that the world hates you on account of me, he didn't mean go out and cause trouble so that the world will hate you and that your message will be rejected. He was literally talking about the fact that our holiness, in contrast to the sin of the world, will cause the world to hate us. But don't try to cause trouble. Don't try to be rebels just for the sake of being rebels. Trying to cause trouble, trying to wave a banner and invoke the hatred of the community that we're trying to reach and preach Christ to. That is not what the Lord Jesus was doing, and he wouldn't commend us for doing the same. He had every right to reject paying that tax, but he knew not to give them offense. In other words, I am going to be obedient to this law that, in essence, I don't have to be obedient to, but I will do it because I want every opportunity to be able to present a message 
that will be accepted and heard. I don't want to cause a stumbling block in the ears of other people so that the message that I proclaim will be rejected before the Spirit of God even has opportunity to take it and minister it to their hearts. We have to be very careful as believers in Christ because we know that we feel oppressed and we know that the gospel seemingly is under attack. But the Lord answered Peter when Peter heard this by telling him to go down and throw his hook into the Sea of Galilee. And in doing so, he pulled up the very first fish. And in it was everything that Peter needed and the Lord needed to fulfill that obligation of paying this tax that he wasn't obligated to pay. The Lord reminded Peter this, you give up your rights for the kingdom of God, but the Lord Jesus will honor you. He will honor you by taking care of you. If you live in rebellion, you do not find the blessings of God. All you find is trouble that you caused yourself. And so we have to realize that it seems as if we are giving up. It seems as if we are being oppressed. But the Lord Jesus Christ will provide exactly what we need to face whatever trial is ahead of us. And when it seems as if we're giving up or we are doing without for the sake of the gospel, Lord Jesus will intervene and provide us his measure of blessing in a way that we could never do ourselves. And in doing so, we end up richer than we would have if we fought for our own personal rights. And so we need to be very prayerful in how we respond. This doesn't mean that we are carpets that people can walk over because the Word of God teaches us that there are a couple times where we have to draw a line. We will not compromise the Word of God in any form or fashion to any degree, nor will we prevent the Lord Jesus Christ from being worshipped. But really, other than those two things, and those were the historic things that kept the Reformers throughout church history solid in their faith, they would not compromise on those two issues, the Word of God or the worship of God. Other things come and go. And so we need to be very prayerful and mindful and ask ourselves this simple question. What are you able and willing to give up out of your comfort zone so that the message of the Lord Jesus Christ will be heard and accepted in the lives of the unsaved people that you're praying for, your relatives, your children, your spouse? Is that not more important? and getting my own personal way. But certainly we need to pray and ask the Lord to give us wisdom and guidance, kindness and gentleness, and a love for the lost. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario and to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.